like we never know what it is because we just change it up. I'm Hillary. I'm Davida. We're the two Pilates chicks. And welcome, season four, episode 11. Yes. And we are talking about, and this has come up because both of us have, well, I have the teacher training program, and then you run your studio within the club that you're at, Brentwood Country Club, mm-hmm. shout out. Um, <laughs> and so the realities of teaching. Yeah. That that people go through teacher training, we come out, we're like, woohoo, teachers! <laughs> and then the reality of what that really means yeah. can be a huge wake-up call. It can. How to, how to get started teaching, all the other things besides actually just teaching Pilates that we, we have to do yeah. as Pilates teachers. Because I think people think that's all they're going to do. I'm yep. going to go in, teach my clients, it's going to be super fun, <laughs> and then I go home. Yep. And everybody's happy and dandy. <laughs> no issues, no problems. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in reality, and we'll talk about kind of where you, te- where you teach, but let's kind of start with that moment of, you know, you're a teacher now, you're going out into the world, it's super scary and exciting, and you're at the studio that you've been hired at or mm-hmm. whatever, um, but you have no clients yet. Yep. So all of a sudden it's like... You have to have clients. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, now what? Now what? <laughs> so that's kind of one of the realities is building that clientele, building your schedule. Yeah. And you can't be picky about it. Yeah. When you're starting out. And the reality is you've got to kind of take what comes at you, take what no matter is what there. hour it yeah. is, um, and build that schedule. Yeah. And that's a, an important thing for new teachers or teachers in a new space yeah like maybe you move to a new city yeah. new town new new studio yeah. whatever and having to just kind of take whatever there is at first yeah um, like you're the new person you're the new person so you take whatever hours if somebody says i want to come in at 8 a.m you're like oh, okay it's like well, <laughs> well it's 6 a.m oh yeah yeah well, six uh, that's what i started 6 a.m i did a couple 5 30s at one oh, point no, no. and that i think was... i had a 5 30 tuesday thursday i did yeah, yeah. Yeah, not so fun. Not so fun. The first time somebody no-showed on me for a 5.30, I said, never again. <laughs> but I took it at the time because it was a client and I was a new teacher. Yep, yep. And then, so it can be, and and I know it's hard because, you know, you're just teaching. And, and I think there's also, especially with social media nowadays, there's mm-hmm. this whole view of what a being a Pilates teacher is. It looks like perfect schedule. Just like, you know, I'm da 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 but it's like the reality is when you leave, you could have that five thirty client. Yeah. And then not teach again till nine. Mm-hmm. And then have a nine and then not teach again till noon. Yeah. But then come back at night. I mean yep. it's like cause I just took whatever client the studio owner gave yeah. me. Yep. No matter what. Yeah, and I, I like, did that I too. Yeah, for years. For years. It really wasn't even until COVID lockdown that I started becoming more picky Aware. about how to take care of myself and my schedule. But for a long time, I did some double days where I would leave and come back to the studio. Yeah, I mean that was common. Yeah. Or if you taught at multiple studios. Yeah, I'm just driving around back. Driving and forth. around. Mm-hmm. Um, so that also is a reality. Um, so I think that aspect of getting into a studio and having that perfect schedule, like, oh yeah, I mm-hmm. only want to teach from here to here. Yeah. Mm, like, it doesn't work that way. I'm going to teach from 10 a.m. to 
2 p.m. <laughs> Perfect. Every day. Yeah. And nobody will cancel. No one will cancel. Because that's will. another reality of this situation is the cancel is cancel. Can, oh my God. Cancellation. Cancellation. <laughs> rescheduling. Clients yes. being sick. Clients going out of town. Yeah. Clients switching, wanting another day. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all you're managing that as well. Scheduling, schedule management. Yeah. Yeah. Of not just our own schedule of like what we wish we want to teach. <laughs> Both the reality of but, what is happening. Yeah. Then the client's schedules. Clients have lives. We all have lives, right? So things come up. People will cancel. There's annoying people that will <laughs> late cancel a, a lot. lot. And, keep charging. Yeah. And we have to decide... If uh, we want to keep working with somebody, if they keep late canceling, if it's annoying or if it's fine, we're like, well, we have a cancellation policy, so that's where we go. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's it's really, I think when you're building that clientele and you're figuring all that out and you're taking clients and then the schedule shifts, it's like that's the reality of teaching Pilates. Yeah. It's not like I woke up one day, and I know you have too, where you had eight clients, mm-hmm. and then by 8 a.m., you're like, I have three clients. Yep. <laughs> Your whole day blows My up. whole day blew up. It's like, and that's happened recently. I text you, I'm like, what you doing? My day blew up. I'm at home. Like, <laughs> yeah, and it happens. It does, but I think it's like that's another reality. It's like it's not like a typical nine-to-five job. Yeah. It's going to change Pretty often, even like, so for me, I I have a pretty consistent seven to two or seven to three schedule, but even within my like pretty normal schedule, like it changes all the time and I'll have a huge gap here and then somebody wants to come in later and then, you know, lots of different changes, even once you've built up that clientele and even once you've built your schedule in. Yeah. And I think that brings up a good point. I tell this to students all the time is I have my schedule and I think you did too before COVID and I don't know if you switched it up but mm-hmm. I had my schedule um it's not quite there yet but it's pretty close mm-hmm. um where if everyone was in town I wouldn't have the time for everybody yeah but even if my schedule is full I will take on another client if they're willing to like be flexible right because I can go, okay, next week, and I'll just look, and I'll say, oh, that person's out, that person's yeah. out, and I can slide them in. Because then there's not that stress of I only have this client, this many clients and five of them are out of town next week. Right. And for some people, like like you're saying, like when I, I had that schedule too, where it's like I have so many people that I'm like hoping somebody will cancel yeah, exactly. to have a little bit of a, a little break. break. And so then on some weeks, it's nice when some people are, are out of town because you have a little bit of like a quiet down. A recharge time. Yeah. And then sometimes we have like a wait list and then you'll be like, okay, well, these times are open this week. Would you like to come in? And that's what I do. It's like Sunday I'll go, hey, this is open this week. And I'll go, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, But I think that also goes in when you're talking about um, you're hoping someone cancels. And so you can, that's when you can also think, oh, I've got to take care of all this other stuff too. Yeah. That non-teaching aspect of being a Pilates teacher. Yeah. Which is all of the stuff like, um, well, your scheduling, which we talked about. But if you're not the studio owner or you're not an employee, then you're taking care of payments. Mm-hmm. So kind of your finances, you're having to take care of those. Yeah. As well as marketing yourself, yep. social media, 
that's a job, which, yeah. which we're like, we're like, eh. uh, is it time to, well, we'll just post whatever, but, <laughs> but that's a job too. And so you've got all this stuff that, and that's kind of a new job. Yeah. That social media was not around. We didn't have that. We didn't have that. Before, yeah. No. And marketing was kind of like, unless you paid for an advertisement, right. <laughs> there was no marketing. Yeah. Unless the studio you worked at paid to, to advertise in something. Because yeah. we, had, we had to, like, when I first opened, we had to, like, I had to, like, as a studio owner, you know, do I want to advertise in that magazine? Is it worth it? Right. Am I going to get any clients? And, and, and hint, no. <laughs> yeah, usually Doesn't, not. Usually not. Um, but, yeah, you have to kind of think about all that. That's mm-hmm. part of the realities of teaching now, too. Definitely. Well, and what we were talking about before, like the realities of like, so you come out of your program and mm-hmm. you're like, okay, now where are my clients? And it's like, where did they? Yeah. So like, okay, how do you start getting them? And so you go into a studio and you're the new person, you're given the whatever hours, but maybe the studio owner ha- or business owner has a couple of clients that are, have been wanting a, a teacher. And so that's why they hired you. Yeah. Um, for like then, specific time for frame. specific times and for these couple of clients. But then after that, it's like, okay, well you were given these couple of clients. Now you have to build your own clientele. Yeah. Like it's kind of, here's your starter kit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Here's your starter kit. Yeah. If that, I mean, some studios won't give you anyone. Like there's certain major businesses, uh, that are like, okay, oh. well you're a new person. Okay. Go, yeah. Like I said, yeah, in some, yeah, in some, and they're bigger, you have to, and you're an employee, you have to be a salesperson. You Mm -hmm. have to go out and get your clients and sell them on it. Yeah. Which I would be horrible at. I hate doing that. I'm not good at it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the best marketing is always word of mouth. Like people that have That's where you're going to get the clients that stick. And that's the best. And like referrals from other people. And that's what really, really works. Um, and that's just the most authentic and yeah, natural. and it, it's natural and it's authentic in the terms of because usually those clients that are referral are going to fit well with you because whoever referred them obviously knows you, right? Yeah, and is like, oh, oh, you would like this teacher, yeah, instead of just some random. I saw your ad in the newspaper. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird cold call. It's a weird and cold sometimes call. that works too. Yeah, but it's like. I think for a lot of teachers, they don't realize it's not just going to the studio, teaching your client, yeah. and then going home, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a situation where that might be it. In I mean, today's environment of Pilates teaching, is there? Maybe, like, in a, in a group class, if you're given a certain time and you come at that same time every day. Maybe. But, but you're maybe. still dealing with people. You're dealing with late cancels. There's a wait list. I mean... There's probably and, and you're still probably having to do social media and, and still yeah. probably having to sell yourself a little bit to Definitely. keep people in your class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't really think of any. And you're still going to like think about the class before you go in and plan oh, for sure. it yeah. or get set and like ready. That's a good point, too. It's like we didn't even have that. And it's like you can't just go into the now. Let's caveat this a little bit you can't like go in and just wing it like I feel like even the clients like if it's a new client obviously I'm gonna prepare the session for a new client to right. see how they moved see if they have issues whatever it yeah. is and then those clients that we do have we might have something in our brain that we want to like go with yeah so we don't walk in going I don't know let's <laughs> let's do this yeah. today it's kind of like you have some sort of 
Like, I always have a plan. Yeah. Yeah, And some people don't, like, I know some people like to plan, like, exercise by exercise and then adjust as they see their client that day. Some people don't like to do a very set plan, but they have an idea of what this person needs because you've worked with them before. You know their body. And I tend to do that. Like, I, I think about the person before hand like the night before i look at my schedule who am i teaching tomorrow mm-hmm. you have and something have some in your idea. yeah so you're um, working from home yeah so that's another you're not just teaching the person there's other aspects of teaching um that's like, that you have to yeah, do <laughs> yeah and and the other thing is like when we talked about the sales aspect and we'll kind of go deeper into it is that whole, like, where you are teaching, what your responsibilities are, which we mm-hmm. kind of touched a little bit on. Like, are you an employee? Yeah. Are you a studio owner? Mm-hmm. Are you just an independent contractor or someone that rents space? Right. I mean. These are all very different scenarios, different responsibilities in each one. As a teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I almost think, I mean, there's pros and cons to each. There are, yeah. Because, for like, for one. you, you can speak for this because... The, the environment you're in with, with being, you know, the teachers that are in your studio at the club are employees. Mm-hmm. So there's pros and cons to that. Yeah. And we used to be contractors, so I had that experience. And did that change when well. the California law changed? Uh, just before it. Just yeah. before. Yep. So it was probably due to that. <laughs> it could have been, yeah. But and there are pros and cons to both things that I experienced myself, um, and then being in charge of the department, like in charge of the studios, I have more responsibilities through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and which there again are pros and cons. Like I like having some of those responsibilities and I like for, personally for me, I like some of these other realities of teaching because I, I like to think about other things besides I'll say quote, like just teaching. teaching. Like I like these other things, but I think a lot of, people come into teaching not realizing this these other realities and then getting overwhelmed or frustrated or like or maybe it just wasn't they didn't like i feel like sometimes people might think teaching pilates is is easy that you do not have all this responsibility that you Mm -hmm. just kind of go in and teach and so i think the reality they're like wait i didn't think it was actually work Right. Well, people see those social media posts and you see the like fit influencer people and the, their day looks so fun and they work out and then they teach cute their person. Outfit. Yeah. Perfect little cute outfit. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this idea of what we think it'll be. And then even if we're not like influenced by that stuff, there's like this idea you're like, you're in your program, you're doing all these exercises. You're so focused on Pilates learning. That's just what you're thinking about. I'm going to teach. I'm going to teach these exercises. People will be interested. They want to know all these things. Yeah. They'll love it. Yeah. And there's all these other things that we need to be aware of Mm -hmm. and take into consideration. Yeah. And sometimes it's like you learn them as you go in terms of the different places you do teach. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people when they go out of teacher training, because I, I don't, I think it's great when people want to have their own studio, mm-hmm. but I also think right out of teacher training, not the best idea. Yeah. Because I feel like you haven't had a taste of all these different environments. So you yeah. don't really know what you like what you don't like what works for you as a teacher what doesn't work for you as a teacher so I think it's really important to get kind of your feet wet and different like in a in like a 
Pilates studio that that's all they do, right? Or yeah. in a fitness center or in group classes or in mm-hmm. seeing PT kind clinic, of PT clinic. Different avenues to see like what you want to build or what you think works. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like you're saying, what doesn't work? That's what a very work. helpful it's thing to see. To know, because what if you get in a situation where you're like, oh, this is not what I want to be doing mm-hmm. in terms of my teaching. Yeah. But I think, and you, because, because, you and I were kind of in the same situation, like with the fitness centers mm-hmm. and the club, because we're both taught private clubs. Yeah. So in that aspect, your clients are there. Yeah, you have a closed market. You have a closed to market to market to. Market yeah. to. Um, but also you have different politics. You have different mm-hmm. kind of ways you, as a company it's run. Right. So there's all these different, so it's kind of like, does that work? Does that not work for that person? Mm-hmm. For me, it worked. I, I was fine. Cause it was like you, it's like I had a studio, but I could walk away at night and <laughs> yeah. not, not be responsible really. So it's a different kind of, you know, you didn't have the overhead rent, right? which is super nice. Which is a huge thing. And that like for me during COVID, I could walk away from the studio and not have to worry about paying rent and not have to. Yeah. And I know mean, that I can walk back in 18 months later. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it's huge. Yeah. Cause that's like, yeah. And I think Kimberly, my friend, she listens. Hi Kimberly. Um, <laughs> you've talked to her cause uh-huh. y'all had a conversation. But yeah, it's like that's what has stopped her. Mm-hmm. It's because she's, she's in a similar, place very similar. She's yeah. been there for a le- what eleven or twelve years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, she's like, I don't, I don't know if I'd want the, you know, having to pay rent and having yeah. the overhead and having the bills and yeah, you know, she runs the program, she hires and fires the people there, and yep. you know, yes, she has to get approval if she wants yeah something, but. Yeah, so you can, like, do you want to have a manager? Do you want to be be the manager? Mm-hmm. Do you? And some people say, yeah, I want to be in charge. You're like, do, do you, you actually? <laughs> do you really? <laughs> I don't know if you do. You want all these other things to think about. <laughs> <laughs> because that's one thing. I don't think I would have opened a studio if I hadn't been in the position like you're in. Mm-hmm. Because I, I did payroll. Mm-hmm. I did hiring and firing. I did scheduling of classes and stuff. So I had that aspect of it. So when I opened my studio, it was a little easier to know the yeah. realities. Although, like, the property taxes and all of yeah. that was like, what? Whole nother thing. Whole nother yeah. thing. But the realities of teaching, it's like as you get deeper and deeper into it, can get more and more intense. Mm-hmm. And... It's just not a nine to five job. It's not. Yeah. It's super varied, super variable. You can't just expect to have that perfect schedule. Maybe ever. Ever. (laughs) (laughs) I think you can get close. You can. Yeah. But then it will change. It'll change. And like the second you feel like you've set your client (laughs) clientele, you have your book of clients, you have your schedule and then somebody's something changes. Somebody needs to change because of their new job or their kids, whatever. And there's always something. Um, So I think you have to have that. And I'm not that person. Like, I'm not good with change. I like to have a plan. Me too. Yeah. 
But in my teaching, I'm like you. It's like, ooh, they canceled? Okay. That means I can blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Work on this right Do now. what? Yeah. So it's like that aspect is. But I think if someone is that way in their work, this could be very, like, disorienting. That yeah. whole thinking you have this day and then all of a sudden it blows up and you have this totally day. Totally changes. Yeah. And it's it's important to realize that, like, clients have lives. We all have our lives. Like, just because somebody needs to late cancel or change their schedule doesn't mean they don't care about their session. I mean, sometimes people are not really prioritizing it. Yeah. But it's, like, it's not personal. Easy. It's not personal. Yeah. It's easy to get annoyed by it and take it personally. Um, and it's important to just realize like, you know what, we're all trying to just live our lives. <laughs> so we're trying to schedule our schedule of clients. The clients are trying to schedule a thousand doctor's appointments for all their kids and whatever. Yeah. So it's, you know, just not taking it personally, um, as clients have to change because they will, and they will constantly. And we have what, 30 different people to take care of all the time. Yeah. And that's another and aspect all to think changing. about. Yeah. Cause we're dealing, you're dealing with. 30 different people's schedule. Yeah. So it's not just your schedule. You're dealing with each client having the, all their stuff. Yeah. And fitting you in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that can change. In a heartbeat. But then also when people do cancel a lot, um, having to enforce your cancellation policy, having to be uh, strong in... Boundaries. What is appropriate and mm-hmm. what's not. Yeah, and canceling and rescheduling. And I think that's a really hard part of the job. It's tough. It's really tough. Yeah. Um, especially the longer you know the client. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, it just feels awkward sometimes. You're like, oh, yeah, you owe money. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. It can be hard to talk about money with clients. Yeah. And especially, you know, that's why I think it's important to have those boundaries always in mm-hmm. terms of you know, not overstepping into that, you know, coffee chat. Yeah. And you can't, I mean, everybody, people tend to become friends with certain clients, Mm -hmm. but it's still important that like it's business in the studio, studio, it's your business and not allowing friends to say, Oh, well, can I get 50% off or, Oh, can I get like, 10 sessions for the price of one <laughs> you or know. could, yeah. Or like trades or, yeah. or, you know, taking advantage of your time. Mm-hmm. So it is very important and a hard thing again to maintain those boundaries. Yeah. Especially when you're close to the client, especially when it's a, a friend. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you hit on it when, like, when you're in the studio, it's business. Cause, and I know you've probably seen it too of teaching is like, I've seen those teachers that become friends with their clients, like going out and doing all these things and socializing. And then they talk about it in the studio. And then guess what? Over time, that client is no longer a client mm-hmm. and they stop doing Pilates because in their brain, it becomes this, Oh, I'm just hanging with you anyway. Yeah. So we'll just go out. And then all of a sudden they're not the client anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's okay if somebody falls off the Pilates train and they stop doing Pilates and you're still friends with them. But when they're in the studio, it's also important to remember to keep teaching them and not just sit around chatting the whole time. You can chat still while you're moving. Moving, like 
oh, yeah. let's go to the Cadillac. So how was your, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I mean, I have plenty of clients that like to chat and I just keep on moving. They'll kind of stop and start telling me something. I'm like, oh, hold on. Yeah, just keep going. Tell me as you move, you know. So. <laughs> I'm the opposite. I make them stop. Just do it. When they start talking, I'm like, I make them stop. And then and then when they stop talking, it's like, okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah. And then. I think but they the stop talking as much. Yeah. Well, if they keep talking the entire time, I'm like, okay, you're oh my gosh, to yeah, you need moving. to stop. Yeah. <laughs> you need to do something. But I think, so I don't know, like, if you think about the realities of teaching and you're that new teacher walking out into the sunshine, you mm-hmm. just finished your teacher training, you pass, which happened this weekend, my, my Jessica. Hi, Jessica. She passed. Um, what do you think the best... We'll go with three pieces of advice in terms of realities of teaching. Would you maybe give that teacher that that's person. all like, I'm going to teach. It's going to be great. <laughs> well, I think the... Which it is. Don't get us wrong. It is. Yeah. Um, but there's all these other things to think about too. Um, the first thing I've told a lot of people are like, look, teaching Pilates is maybe, let's say... 40% actually Pilates. Teaching. The other, uh, like, yeah, like actual Pilates, teaching Pilates. The other 60% is all these other things, planning your sessions, the business side of things, uh, dealing with different personalities, maneuvering our schedules, just all these things that we need to remember and, and think, about. Work, think about and work on. Um, but then not taking it personally when people cancel because it's going to happen. It's going to happen and it's going to be constant all the time. People will always be changing, rescheduling, canceling. I mean, it is pretty standard in, in working in Pilates. Yeah. Working in a client based field like this. Anything. Hairstyling. Yeah. It's constant. It just is. Yeah. And then, uh, the service industry. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's an element that in between service and health, yeah. and fitness, and it's like you're just your schedule is based on other people's schedules, and so it's going to be affected and it's going to change. <laughs> yeah. But then I think the last thing would be that as a new teacher, if you start somewhere and are given clients, yes, don't expect to keep being given clients. You might be given a few more, but Maybe. you need to build your own book of clients yeah you need to do the work yeah. too you can't rely mm-hmm. on somebody else all the time yeah. it's not fair yeah to, to anybody them. yeah but then when somebody does give you a client and that person wants a certain time it's like okay maybe you're just gonna have to do that time even if you don't like it yeah and i think that's one thing i would i would tell well i do tell my students walking out it's like you know you can't be picky when you're new when you're new and I think for me it's like you know when you get into a studio they've hired you if if you're the if you're like in an employee situation or in you know not in but yeah you're they hired you because they need the evening someone in the evening they have clients that want the evening and they have clients that want weekends they have clients that want this and so if you go in there and that's what they hire you for Mm -hmm. you can't then get those clients and then decide well now I'm in here okay I don't want to do these hours anymore I want these hours Right. Yeah, oh, these hours don't work for me. They don't work for well, me. Well, that's what you were hired for. Yeah, because the reality is, you know, you're in that studio because they needed someone for these times for these clients that mm-hmm. they didn't have anybody to do. And so, you know, I know for me, it's like I've never 
fire. Like I've never like given up times, meaning mm-hmm. I had clients in the early morning. I had clients late at night. Yeah. I never ever in my whole teaching career said I'm not going to teach those times anymore when I had clients. Right. Now if clients moved, I, I remember one, she was my last hang on for late evenings. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And she got a new job. And she comes in and she says, we're going to have to rethink my times because I have a new job and so I'm going to have to come at lunch. And I was like, yes. Nice. Yeah. But it's like I, you know, it's like you can't sit there and, you know, oh, okay, now I've got this. I'm going to get rid of all this. Yeah. I just don't think that's right. No. I mean, and I, for years I had people in 5 and 6 p.m. slots and I was just like, oh, I really don't want to do those times anymore. But I kept them because they wanted those times and those people kept coming for those times. Yeah. And And at a certain point. They depend on you, right? Yeah. You're their teacher. They depend. It's like you agreed to teach at this time and all of a sudden Mm -hmm. you're going to say, no. Yeah. I mean, and if a life event occurs and. That's different. Yeah. That's different. And you need to take care of yourself. And if. Like there's, you now have a kid and you can't do this time or, you know, there are reasons. There are reasons. But to just say, yeah, I'm done with this time. And because it's the reality of teaching, it's like, it's not only, I mean, it can be, but you're really not going to build a business that way. Yeah. If you kind of like. You need to accommodate to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. As best. Especially, yeah. And, And the reality is that it is kind of not that nine to five. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and what I've noticed is when I've had it in my mind, like, oh, I really don't want to do this time slot anymore. It does open up. It opens up at a certain point. And so you just kind of stick through it for a while. And then it just seems to be the The universe kind of goes, okay. (laughs) But I was like, oh, I just don't want to do this 4 p.m. anymore. And the client let it go. Like, oh, I need to change time. Like you're saying. And then, oh, and oh okay. oh, okay. And then you just don't fill it with somebody else. Exactly. Like, and that's kind of how you shift your schedule, too. Yeah. It's kind of like when those clients move out of those times that you don't really want to do anymore, then you just don't fill them. Yeah. So it just naturally changes. It naturally changes. And it, I've noticed it does tend to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does. It may not feel like it's going to happen when yeah. you're in it. Um, but I think I think that was good advice. <laughs> those three I, yeah. I don't think I have anything to add to that <laughs> that I can think of except I do think it's important to to just kind of the situation you're in whether it's your studio employee or in a club whatever it is is that is that you know that that is your job mm-hmm. and whatever guidelines and policies and and things they have set up I mean that's you need to follow them. You need to follow yeah. them, and that's kind of... But then that's why you kind of move and kind of figure out what works for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if a certain environment with those regulations and whatever doesn't work for you, then another, another one would be better. Yeah, another environment. Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. But it's like, we're not saying teaching is a horrible thing, and it's hard, and it's like drudgery, because <laughs> it's not, because why would we have done it for so yeah. long? But it's important to know those realities of the harder things. That's not our just fun just teaching. Teach, yeah. With not just being with our client, but there's yeah. the business side 
and some frustrating sides. And if, as long as you're aware of those things, then it's less frustrating because you know that's normal, that's natural. These are the things you just have to, it's just part of it. It's just part of yeah. it. And I think it helps also to like realize that and every single teacher is going through the same. Yeah. Same things, maybe in different ways in terms of the realities of it. But I think when you're a new teacher, especially, and you're going out into the world, no one tells you these things. Yeah. You just kind of kind of learn. Learn as you go and experience it. You're like, wait, what? You're not giving me clients? Yeah, right. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Because I was like you when I started and then went into a Pilates studio. My first, like, out of the realm of the fitness, like, club mm-hmm. or private club and it was like I think she had three clients at the time and yeah it was like where are the rest <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's like no this and then it was like referrals yep yeah. huge part of it huge part of it but I think that's good yeah. but I think yeah I like it <laughs> I can't think of anything to add to your three I thought that was good advice nice yeah Yay! <laughs> so those are the realities. And if anyone has any we forgot, we'd love to know because I, I feel like there's stuff where we're there's like, wow, of stuff, I know. Building building players. a website. Yeah. <laughs> website, social media, the business side. Oh, yeah, charging. like your taxes. Oh, oh yeah. It's time to go in there. <laughs> like the whole like, financial stuff. But, yeah. But thanks for listening. Yeah. Oh, do we have a sponsor? No. (laughs) (laughs) Last time we sponsored ourselves. I feel like... Yeah, I don't have a sponsor. (laughs) No ideas. (laughs) We have no ideas for a sponsor. Oh, here's one. (laughs) Curvis. It's my water bottle. That is a water bottle. Yeah, it's T-E-R-V-I-S. And look, it like screws like that. It's pretty funky. It's fun. It's fun. I'll put a picture of it. But yeah, okay, there... (laughs) Because <laughs> we all need to drink water. We're shouting out to, to Turbis. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. I guess we should have figured out who our sponsor was. Because we pick them. <laughs> they don't They don't pick us. <laughs> anyway, that's it for this. Yeah. Yay. Bum, Thanks bum, for bum. listening. Bum, bum, bum. Our music's coming. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.